Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. Is there life after divorce? All right, Brandon, this is a good topic and we're actually really fortunate to have like a primo awesome guest to come on and talk with us about this today. <laughs> it's a special guest, I got to say. So <laughs> yeah, Ashlyn, welcome to the show. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's a little weird introducing you on, on my show. It's a little strange for me. I don't know why. <laughs> Especially on when it's going to be trade addicted expert because it's Ashlyn's show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. this is going to be Ashlyn's show too. So that is confusing. And then it's going to be on my podcast. We're going to have it on three podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, yeah. Right. Just us. Well, but there's a reason, right? So not only are we going to talk about, I think, an important topic today and uh, hopefully help some people with what we talk about, but we also wanted to let people know what's going on with the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert feed. So um, so for, for us, for, for me and Tyler, uh, this is going to be the last episode that we put on the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert feed, which means to find our podcast you have to go to our Real Talk Recovery um, podcast and that link, and we can put that in the show notes here. And if you've been listening on, on BAE, Betrayed Addicted Expert, then it's really time to shift over because we're not going to post here anymore. And Ashlyn? Same here. So we've kind of been doing the same thing where I'm posting on Betrayed Addicted Expert and this is Ashlyn podcast. And so it's, yeah, just go subscribe to both of our podcasts move over. Um, every episode may not speak to you, but subscribing gives you the opportunity to see that continued content and BAE will remain. We are having that situation so that it's always there as content. All of the you. old episodes will be there. Yes. Yes. So yep. it doesn't disappear. It's just no new content. Yep. And I do got to say, I've listened to Ashlyn's um, podcast and it's a great uh, compliment to what we do as well. So subscribe to both of them and and keep going with us there's still uh, life's long the journey is still continuing so <laughs> yes whether you're in betrayed and addicted relationship or not it's still tough and so there's yes. plenty of topics out there so speaking of the journey continuing um ashton i just wanted to check in with you and just kind of it's been a, a while now um over a year since you've been divorced um, just get a good feel for what is life like? What's life like after divorce? What were some of the ups and the downs, the challenges? What are some of the awesome things about divorce? Start wherever you want, Ashlyn. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, um, I'm really happy right now. And like you said, it's been a while. So it's, um, we separated in uh, January of 2021. And then we're divorced, you know, soon after, months later. And during that time, I mean, Brandon, you saw it was the beginnings. I was already in December. My dad, you know, I, I was in a place where I was already depressed. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it. I didn't recognize my signs of depression because I wasn't laying in bed all day. I wasn't doing um, what I thought depression was, what I'd seen. And my friend, Amy Kohler, you know, mm-hmm. um, she sent me a message back in December of 2020 and said, I think you're depressed. And I think you should see a doctor. And some of the things you're describing sound like depression. And I was like, what? I I feel like I should know. Anyways, um, I never went to the doctor and we just kept going. And um, so when January came and, and um, my former partner, you all probably know, um, said that he wanted to get a divorce, it, at the time, it was so shocking to me. And I was already kind of low that I fell hard. I fell really hard and went to that place where I never thought I'd be. And so it's, it's strange that I could be there. And then now I'm such, I'm so far from that. Like, how was I so unhappy and so devastated and thought I couldn't have a life after divorce? Mm-hmm. Um, everything felt like it was going to explode my family and all my hopes and dreams for the future. And then, Oh, our business, we're tied together and yeah. we just shared our whole life online. Like I was embarrassed. I was, it was very overwhelming um, for me. And I don't know that I would have done it any different. I don't know how to do it any different. I did it the best that I could and it was messy. And um, it took me a few months before I could share it with the world and felt capable of that. Um, and now, you know, almost two years and like I hindsight 2020 is like, I saw it coming. Right. I really did. And you go back and read my journal from two and a half years ago. It's there. Mm-hmm. I was hurting. I felt very disconnected. Um, but I always saw the good. I always was at making an effort. He was making his efforts. And so um, as I know in the beginning when I shared, it was very much like it was another form of betrayal for me. It definitely felt like that. Mm. Um, and now I can own that. It, I, I, I should have seen it coming. You were, you were in some denial yourself is what you're 100%. saying. A hundred percent. Yeah. It just was like, after all we've been through, this is what we're doing now. What? Mm-hmm. It made no sense to me. Um, and today, and I was running, running one of my women's groups and there's a few girls who are getting divorced right now. And they're in that low of just not feeling like the thought of dating after 40 just sounds awful mm-hmm. and overwhelming and you are coming from this place of feeling unlovable and not enough and then you're like okay now go figure it out and <laughs> it's a it's a lot and so to see these women who were hurting so much today and like oh my gosh you're, you're gonna make it, I promise like I remember being there and then so mind-blowing to be where I'm at today where I'm more than okay and that really does feel big for me mm-hmm. yeah ashlyn like uh i don't know if you can even put your finger on it or, or vocalize it but <clears throat> what are what are some of the tangible things that you've done or thought or changed or have happened in the last couple of years to to get to the place where you are is it just time or are there certain things that have been helpful in that process oh well i know that the work we did in recovery is yeah. like it was like, I had this giant tool bag saying like, it's mm-hmm. the same work here. Just go do the same thing. But it just, it didn't feel like it in the beginning. It was like, I don't know how to do this. I've never done it. And so I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm 
surrounded by such great people who that's my world. And they're like, Oh, it's the same thing. Like we just do the same work. You got to work through your shame and all those feelings. You got to get back into who you are and love uh, for self and validation for myself. Like I thought I loved myself. I thought I knew who I was. I thought I took care of myself, but until that divorce, you know, time apart and especially the probably the the hardest part was when my kids started not being with me all the time. Um, mm, so yeah. like those first weekends when we were trading kids, like, Oh, it was so oh, lonely, yeah. so lonely. And, you know, most of my friends are married or, or in a relationship. And so I just spent like, I spent my nights alone, which is good for me. I needed to be alone um, and to be okay being alone. Uh, and I, I did little things like I made little things special and kind of ritual for me. So baths became really beautiful parts of my evening mm-hmm. because it was like, I'm going to light the candles, the candles that I would buy and not burn, you know, mm-hmm. but I wanted that, the, the feel to be beautiful. I wanted it to smell beautiful. Um, I bought the bath salts and the bath bombs and I would take my time. So I like take two hour baths because I don't have anything to do. (laughs) So um, I kind of loved, I went from hating that time away from my kids to starting to love it, which felt so wrong at the same time. Like, Mm. you know, you guys don't get to experience that you're in a marriage where you're here. Like, no, you'll never have to have that. Right. But it was, it's this forced season of my life where I'm, I have to figure out myself even more Mm -hmm. and it's been really great. So yeah, making small things, big things has helped, um, and forcing myself to be alone. So I didn't just fill my time. Um, Mm -hmm. I went on a lot of hikes alone, driving alone, walking. Um, I still do a lot of those things and I have my kids 50% of the time and you know, I had lots of rules for myself going into what I wanted my life to look like. Um, I, I redefine like, okay, these are my values. These are the things I went through when I started recovery of who I am and guess what? They're still the same. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't have a marriage. I don't have someone else there, but I still have a lot of the same beliefs. I don't have a religion anymore. You know, I left that before I got divorced and yet it's still a lot of the same stuff that I have to pull from. Um, but yeah, it took some, a lot of digging, I would say that Mm -hmm. I didn't realize had to happen. Um, You know, you know, what's interesting, Ashlyn, from, from my vantage point, um, you know, we were working really closely together when your dad died. Um, and, and then we obviously were working really closely together when the divorce happened. And, and I've, I've seen you, go I think through two of the most painful things that a human being can experience um and I guess what I want to say is you're doing really well now and one of the reasons why I think you're doing so well is because I saw you in so much pain um and you were really in the pain and and it was real and 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 at times I could tell it almost felt overwhelming and hopeless and hard and um and, and I really like what you're saying of, of just falling back on what you knew, your toolbox, to work through that pain and to take some intentional time for yourself. Um, 
but there's no way around it, right? The, the, mm -hmm. if, if there's a big adjustment or change in your life, there's is there a way to just avoid all of the pain? <laughs> I did that for a long time. <laughs> That's right. how I met you. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, and it's funny because I thought I learned how to feel through recovery work. And, you know, I'd stifle, just push it down for so long. And then I go and I learn how to cry and how to express myself. And then I have these hard things happen. And it's like, no, I don't want to feel like it's your capacity grows, right? So my capacity for, for sorrow and pain just got bigger, but so mm -hmm. is my joy, you know, and I can't, if I, I want to feel that. both, that capacity just got bigger. And so when I fell and when I hurt, I hurt big like big. And, um, that's one thing I told my girls this morning in group, like, this is a group for you to come and vent and be sad and be mad. And it doesn't make sense. And it's confusing. And you're embarrassed and all these things, but then like, that's not something I went and shared with the world. I wasn't right. sharing it with, I have this very tight inner circle that I was sharing my pain with mm -hmm. and feeling crazy and trying to make sense of things. Um, so, um, do you remember the little pity party? Like I'd have a 15 minute pity party and then move on from my day. Uh -huh. So, so that saved my life because mm -hmm. I needed that. So, um, like I said, I left religion, but I, when I shower or when I'm driving the car, those are my moments where I'm like, if I need it and I'm just feeling overwhelmed, it's a conversation with God. Love it. Or I'm just like, this sucks. I hate it this hurts, it's painful. And then you mix in like people want to know details and people want, you know, it was just a lot. And, um, yeah, if I hadn't allowed myself to feel that deep, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Right. I know right. it. And, um, so I feel like I skipped through things. Like, I, I mean, it was painful and it was long and it felt mm -hmm. like forever, but I feel like I made it through that huge lump of ick mm -hmm. because i allowed myself to just be Stepped raw into it. Yep. yeah well yep. yeah yeah man i remember seeing you there and just wanting to take it from you and knowing that i there's nothing i as your friend nothing i could do nor would it be helpful for me to just take that pain from you you had to go through it in order to heal and there, there's no other way and that's how betrayal works as well i mean you can apply that to everything in in life yeah. But I did show up on your doorstep the night I wanted to take my life. So thank you. For that. I'm glad you came over. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, do you have questions? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I obviously I'm kind of the outsider on this conversation a little bit, but uh, I guess I'm just wondering, Ashlyn, you were talking about these women that you're working with in your groups and seeing them kind of in a, an earlier stage of you know that they're going to end up being able to be in the same space that you're finding now for yourself. And then of course, life's going to happen. There's going to be other new challenges and things. Um, I can also imagine that some of the listeners are are listening right now and saying, okay, um, how do you know when the divorce is the right path versus staying in a marriage and, and which one's right? And I imagine that you probably have some insight as to what might be right for certain people and what's not. I mean, I wish I had everyone's answers. Um, <laughs> it's so tricky, Tyler, because um, I know you guys probably get the exact same messages. Like, here's my situation. Now what? What should I do? And 
Brandon used to tell this, say this all the time, and it drove me insane. But like, the only you're the only one who knows your own answers, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> just telling the answers. Um, but it's so true. I hate it, but it's true. Yeah. And so, although divorce didn't feel right for me in the beginning because it wasn't my choice, and it was like, out, it felt out of nowhere. The more I leaned into like the realities of it happened abruptly, but when we actually started talking about it with each other, it was like, yeah, why would I want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with me? And why, why would I make him stay with me if he's not happy? Like the reality was, I know I'm going to be okay. Either way, I don't regret staying through my marriage. I don't regret the two decades we had together. We had a lot of great moments. We did a lot of great things. Um, but when it it was time to let go, it was absolutely freeing for me. Mm-hmm. And I I told him this a couple months ago. We we're amicable and get along. I said, I know it was hard for you in that choice. And nobody could, we were all more like, what's wrong with him? Why would he do this? It was so out of character kind of thing. Um, so he felt very alone in that, but I said, I never could have done what you did. And it's been such a gift to me and I appreciate it. So as hard as it is for us both to be in this space of newness still, Mm -hmm. um, it's what needed to happen. And I don't know that you can do it in a way that's like, beautiful and amicable when there's kids involved and your business partners and it was messy. And, um, but the moment I knew like the realities, I wanted someone who wanted me. I Mm -hmm. wanted someone who we adore each other and we didn't have walls up. Like we both still had some walls up that I wasn't, I wasn't aware that there were some walls. And, um, so I think the reality for me is there were times in my marriage, those last few years where I allowed myself to, to sit in the idea that what if we just got divorced, what would it look like? Because I would push it away. Like we can't do that. Um, we've worked so hard Mm -hmm. to stay together. Um, but when I allowed myself to just sit in the thought at least and give myself permission that it would be okay. It is a choice. Um, I always felt more free to stay. Interesting. And yeah. Um, but because I was like pushing it down, I felt like that trapped feeling. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think once I accepted it, the reality, okay, we are getting divorced. Um, and just leaned into that. It actually, uh, I, Brandon, you know, this, I was very hurt and felt like I wanted to tell the world how hurt I was. And yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> I think I read Brandon, like this thing I wanted to share on social media. I'm so glad I never shared it, but, um, <laughs> I just wanted people to know things. And I hear all the time from people. They're like, but he did this and this and this, mm-hmm. and people need to know. I'm like, but they don't they actually don't <laughs> like, right. I just, what saves me today is making my future self proud of like, sometimes me saying nothing is me using my voice. And before that didn't feel like it, I felt stifled, but now it feels strong. 
and me using my voice is me saying, here I am. This is Ashlyn and I'm not married (laughs) and I'm okay. Yep. I just think with what you're saying, Ashlyn, it's like, it's all about being in alignment with truth. So with your integrity and for some people that might mean I, I have to do the hard thing of staying in a relationship and working through a really hard relationship with somebody and, and from God and in their truth and everything, it might feel like that's the right thing to do. And mm-hmm. there's something for me to learn right now. So this is where I'm supposed to be. As long as fear isn't the driving factor to make that decision, then you can be in alignment with your truth. And for others, you might be in a really hard relationship and, and you know, and in your truth and in, in your, your integrity, you know that you're supposed to get divorced, but you're scared to do it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like it's the, we have our own answers, but the, like, I don't actually want to listen to them. Cause I don't want so the scary. one I know is there right in front of <laughs> yes. me, whether it's staying, whether it's going right. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And, and the suffering goes away once you step through the pain of the hard reality. And, and that's what, I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've never felt, and I wish I could describe it better, but the part of grief, the cycle of that acceptance, I never felt it stronger than through the divorce of like really, really accepting this is my new life. Mm -hmm. I don't like all my future dreams are now different. I don't even know what they are, you know? And then accepting that my past is my past, that they're like, it wasn't not real. And I think you have to go through that stage of like, it wasn't even real. And, but like, it no, was it was real to me. Yes. And that's what matters. And, um, but like accepting the past, accepting that my future is unknown and just staying here in today and not rushing to my next day of like, but the next step, the next step is dating. And then the next step is getting mm-hmm. married. And the next just, step is uh, like, just I'm chill, just okay. Live for today. <laughs> chill <Yes>. out, Ashlyn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> it seems that that's kind of a common theme that you, you, I mean, we're talking about life after divorce, but it could be after any kind of other type of traumatic event or something that you go through that when, I mean, you just think of the people in your life that, you know, have been through those hard things that when they get to that place of acceptance, there really is a new sort of level of serenity in, in true acceptance of life in the moment. And, um, and you can almost like hear that in your voice as you're talking today, Ashlyn, it's like, there really is some acceptance of that reality. And I think that's a key principle that Brandon, you've spoken, Ashlyn, you've spoken. And I think for our listeners, the way that you come to a place of knowing whether or not to stay or go is partly to get into a place of the reality of your situation. And, and once you're in reality, then you can make those choices and it'll come from a place of clarity and strength and, and serenity. Yeah. 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 You're right on. And I mean, our situation was a little wonky because it was public. Yeah. And so you mix in like the fact that, I mean, I, I got a message yesterday that said, I used to hate you because you were happy and married. And now I like you. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. I never know how to respond to these messages. <laughs> um, but I don't know, like, no matter what I do, it's hurting someone. And, Mm. um, so all I can do is show up for me as me. And I think before I was showing up and trying to protect so much that those, 
I mean, I still may not know how to respond to those messages, but I, I at least don't take them on mm-hmm. of like, oh no, I need to be doing something different because they don't like me. Um, or now they do like me. What if I get married again? Now they're going to hate me again. <laughs> um, the reality is this, uh, we were looked at as this, we tried not to be, um, and we were careful with our words of like recovery does not mean staying together. And mm-hmm. so when we ended up not staying together, it was, it was a lot to take on for me. Um, and he got messages that were really horrible from, mm-hmm. from listeners, um, because they had put so much hope in our relationship rather than the process. Mm-hmm. And then now as they see me happy and sharing my joy, it's like, but what about him? And what about that? Was it all real? Was it all fit? You know? And I'm like, no, like, I don't even compare the the happy that I'm in now with someone new to him. And I, it's just different. Like right. I am a different person. I love different. I feel love different. And I see the world different. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not comparable to me. I had really good moments in my 21 years with him. And I've had a really great last year mm-hmm. um, with someone new. Yeah. And you wouldn't, re- you wouldn't take back all the things that you've learned. No. Yeah. You chose into that. And everything we talked about on the podcast for four years like I can, I can tell you guys, it was genuine. Ashlyn and Kobe weren't putting on a show. It was, it was, it was the 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 topics that we were talking about and the struggles that they were going through. Um, we weren't putting on a show there. Um, and, and and here's the thing, Ashlyn, as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is when we talk about getting in alignment with your truth. I think one of the things that gets in the way of that more than anything is, is the fear of, of other people, of what other people think, you know, so the divorced person doesn't want you to stay married and the married person doesn't want you to get divorced. And you know what? Screw them. When it comes to your truth and between you and God, that's what it, that's the only thing that matters. Yeah. And we do care about them. We care about them and of course. But but we don't care about them when it comes to you living My your decision. truth. Yeah. 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 It I heard something, Glennon Doyle, I'm gonna mess it up, but she was saying like when we live on when we make decisions based on the outside rather than the inside, that's when everything's shifty. Like we're not yes. we're not aligned. And yep. I know that that's where my fear was in those first, you know, two months was just fear of judgment and fear what are of people going to think. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm going to break people's heart. I had people say we got divorced because of you. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. oh. well, don't <laughs> like yeah, make your own decisions. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. <laughs> um, so it's, a, yeah, I don't want anything, <laughs> any of that for people, but I also can understand when we're in dark places, blame feels easier. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I did that at some point. Um, with my own marriage and with the divorce. Right. I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, and I want to ask you about some random stuff. So um, <laughs> talk to me about roller skating and, and hiking, about Wait, roller what? skating and hiking. Okay. <laughs> you obviously like to do those things, right? I do, yes. Yeah. And why? What, why are they significant and important to you? Well, um, I would say the, probably 
it was probably after my dad died. It just, you know, death wakes you up. It's this gift that no one wants, but it it does something for you. Mm -hmm. And it was like, why am I not doing the things that I love anymore? Mm -hmm. Um, I've always been active and I like things and I like organizing things, but I had stopped doing a lot of things I loved because um, my partner didn't want to do them with me. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to spend time with him him, and my love language is uh, quality time. And so um, the end of 2020, I'm so confused on years. What year is it? Yeah, 2022. <laughs> All these years feel weird, but okay. it's COVID. Just blame COVID. <laughs> that year <laughs> yeah. I, I opened up, um, I made like a little hiking group, a free hiking group online. And for people in Utah, and I was like, I'm just going to go hiking because I'm hiking alone. It's not super safe. Um, I can't always go with my friends and I don't have family that wants to go with me. And so I created these groups. Um, and then I got divorced and it was like, they saved me because I really needed people to hike with because Mm. it was dark and scary for me. Um, and skating, uh, uh, for a period of time during that divorce, I didn't want to. So I stopped skating Mm. and what brought me joy for so many years from my, you know, it was like this nostalgic thing that I brought back because nostalgic hobbies gave me that double endorphin, like it's nostalgic Mm -hmm. and it's fun. And, um, I didn't want to do it anymore. And it scared me like, why don't I want to do this thing that I've loved? And now I'm hiking, which I did all growing up and I loved, but I just went with it. Like, okay, it's just not the season. Um, and now, I mean, we hike, I do group hikes, co-ed and just women's hikes. Um, and I skate, we're doing skating at my retreat. Um, now I can skate now. It makes me happy again, but they are things that brought me back to me like pre Ashlyn, um, pre Ashlyn married. I was these things and I was a lot of things. And I, I gave up a lot of things. These are, that's on me. That's not on my marriage. Um, I just didn't understand that I could still be so many of the parts of me and be married and be a mom. Um, and so, yes, divorce for me has, has awakened the parts of me that I ignored. Mm. And it's unfortunately, like you said, what are the good things of divorce? I hated the time away from my kids, but now it's time where I'm like, you know, I have a whole week at a time where I can go and do like I took a two hour nap today. That's awesome. That's so weird. Also, it was awesome. Jenny, Jenny would be very proud of you. (laughs) I know, right? Um, I, I didn't do a lot of those things when I had my kids full time and I had a partner because I felt like I had to be doing, and I'm allowing myself to just be, I'm allowing myself. I'm, I make time for fun. And it's actually a daily that I make my women check into every day. Um, are you having fun? I miss the cha- in the chaos because if we're not having fun, we're just sad. Yeah, you know, and yeah. life is hard. And so, skating and hiking has has been two of those things that are fun yeah. for me. And I just think you know, so many voices of like, you're in your forties, you shouldn't be skating. You should just be a mom. You should just be, should 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 right? Yeah. And, but the fact of the matter is, is like that, that's what makes you feel alive. And 
and don't let anybody tell you not to go experience those things and do those things. For sure. Whatever it is. Um, I hiked Mount Timpanogos. It's what, uh, 17 mile hike. Yeah. It's a decent um, hike. I've wanted, we've lived here 10 years and I've seen this huge mountain that I wanted to hike. And I just gave myself so many limits. Like I have a fuse back and I, I'm not in good enough shape and all these things. And when I started dating the guy I'm dating, he's like, you can, like, I see you, you're very active. You can do it. And I'll hike it with you. We'll hike it slow. It's not about getting there fast. It's just about the experience. And so we hiked it and it, I mean, we did as a group, but we missed the group. We were, we were so it was four in the morning and there was no parking. So we had to park a mile up the road. So we were behind everyone the whole way, but it rained and hailed almost the entire time. Oh my gosh. It was the most miserable hike <laughs> because it's 17 miles. And so we're cold. We thought it would be hot, you know, it's summer and we were not prepared. Um, we weren't drinking enough water, like so many things added up, but we got to that peak. I, I'm not going to give up. I'm getting not hike all that way and then not get to the peak. So I got to the peak <sighs> thinking like, wow, I limited myself for 10 years looking at this mountain thinking I can't do this. And here I am. I looked like a grandma hiking it. I'm there's video of me that I'm like, Oh my gosh, I look so old because I'm so <laughs> I'm in so much pain. It hurts so bad to do it. Um, and the craziest thing I have to just share, we got to the, there's a building on top of Mount Timpanogos and there was a doctor who diagnosed me with scoliosis at age 11 was there. No oh way. Gosh. Like there's wow. like three people in the building. Oh, wow. I've not seen this man since I was 11. And I said, I can't believe I'm here with you because, and I didn't even know it was him. He introduced himself. And I'm like, I know you, you diagnosed me with scoliosis. I have a fuse back. I never thought I could do this. And here I am. And he was like, take a picture. He thought it was the coolest that thing ever. That is like, so cool. You have a life after being fused, you know? <laughs> so it just felt, it felt even bigger than it. Like it was very um, symbolic that we yes. hiked in such misery. We got to the top. It was so symbolic and beautiful. And then we still had to go all the way back. And I mean, I was just bawling. I bawled like eight different times on that hike. <laughs> it was miserable, but I did it. And it yes. brought me a lot of joy and a lot of just like, I did that thing that was so hard. I can't believe I did it. Nope. Love it. That's beautiful. It, it, it really is in and of itself. That story is almost symbolic of the emotional process you've been yeah. in, you know, and I, the other thing that really stands out just from an outside perspective, hearing the story is the principle that you tied into of not just going back to your childhood to have fun, but there's something nurturing about having participated in those things that used to bring you joy and, and really unlocking that, that, Oh, what's the right word that the childhood part of you that was so alive and vibrant before life decided to to smack everything down and to, to awaken that sense of yourself again is, I mean, that that's something that our listeners really need to hear as part of a wholehearted life and a wholehearted recovery is to go and go on their own quest to find those parts of themselves as well. Amen. Hmm. And, you know, you can do it within marriage. Um, I am sure both of you have of reclaiming who you maybe lost parts of you at some time. Um, I have little pictures of little Ashlyn all over my house is just those reminders of different ages where I was told I was something and I believed it. And it, I carried that weird 
narrative for so many years and letting go of that is absolutely healing. And so I was doing that work while married, but it just intensified because I had more time when I got divorced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it could be, it could be even harder when you are married because it's like everything else takes precedent over yourself for sure. You know, so we've all been there. We know how that is, but I think it's really important for anybody um, to stop and say, you know what, like I'm worth it. And those things are important and I'm going to feel alive and I'm going to do those things. Um, I was just thinking how amazing it is. Like for, for people who have maybe listened to throughout the whole journey with us, Ashlyn, and here we are doing this last episode just how amazing it is that you're still roller skating, that you're still, <laughs> that you're still climbing mountains, you know, like you know. It's, neat. it's awesome. Like that is incredible. Uh, knowing the ups and the downs and the everything you're not just, just like you just said, like, I'm going to get to the top of that mountain peak and I'm not going to quit. And that's how you approach life. Um, and life it comes and hits you hard sometimes. And you just keep trying to get to the top of that mountain peak and, as soon as you get to the top, you realize I got to hike down. And-, yes. <laughs> and you think it would be easier. I was like, it's only going to hurt on the way up because the pressure on my back, but on the way down, my knee started hurting. It's never hurt ever in my life. And it's like, what is happening? <laughs> that downhills so like- forever too on Tim. <laughs> so it was like a new ailment came and I just, yeah. I mean, all I could do is keep walking and crying and that's Luckily, what you, you, you got to do. You got to keep going. But but you also <laughs> said there was so much joy in that too. That's what's amazing is I'm yeah. walking, I'm crying, I'm hurting, I'm miserable. And yet there was so much joy. It reminds me of like what Pima Shadron says in the places that scare you that basically that once we come to an acceptance that part of life is this pain and this suffering, we actually suffer less because we've just accepted it for mm. what it is. And it's part of the journey. I love that. Yeah, Ashton, Ashton, have you ever heard the story about the buffalo? <laughs> no, tell me all about it. <laughs> no, but that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, turn, yeah, turn toward it, it step it. into it. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So it was a buffalo moment for sure. Yeah. Well, Ashton, I sure appreciate you and and everything we've been through, and um, I'm, this isn't the end for us working no. together and connected and collaborating on, on things. So I just appreciate having this talk with you. I think it's healing um, just a little bit for me to hear from you and, and see your joy and, and how well you, well you're doing. So I appreciate your strength. Well, thank so, you. Yeah. I appreciate it. The ongoing friendship and I mean, seeing the highs and lows and yeah. that's what it's been, but it's, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't take any of it back. It sounds cuckoo crazy, but it's the, the work I did in marriage to heal my heart and then the work alone that I did through the divorce and now in a new relationship, like they're totally different ways of healing that I, it's made me who I am. It's given me the love for people that I have and, um, I don't, I don't, I, as weird as it sounds, I feel like life has gotten, I'm, I continue to get happier. And it's probably like, you're talking about Tyler, just like accepting that even when I do my best, things still go wrong. 
and things still hurt. And so I might as well keep trying my best and showing up and, and choosing to, you know, I'm creating the life I want rather than letting it happen to me. And I let it happen to me for a long time. Yep. Growth mindset. Love it. Well, Ashlyn, would you just maybe one more time, just direct people to where they can find more of your content if they're listening to it on the BAE and then Brandon, you can kind of go with where we're going to. Okay. Yes. It's, this is Ashlyn and I'm on Instagram as this is Ashlyn, my website and my podcast. It's all there. Awesome. And then for us, just it's real talk recovery. Um, and you can, that, that will link you into a lot of our different things. So our retreats and our different content and things like that. So just go check out real talk recovery and, and that's it. So move over there, guys, go listen to us there. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you Ashlyn. So good to visit with you. Yeah, you too. See you guys. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.